1: welcome to a, a the first ever edition of the old heads uh, a new little segment that we're going to do uh, bi-weekly with our guys uh, gerald borgay and Stephen pridgen on the other side of this they're going to come with the more analytical approach and the statistical approach we're going to use some statistics as well but we're also going to go with the kind of the player perspective and the feel of the game more so i'm joined by the one the only flex from jersey what up flex what up brother we here, baby. Old heads. Can't old wait. Old heads, man. It was going to be the 40-40 club, but then we decided, you know, we'll go, we'll go with the old heads because we, we're we both over 40. We and old we're, heads.
0: we in that, mi- that
1: middle 40-ish. So, uh yeah, we'll yeah. we just keep it rocking like this. But, you know, yes, <clears throat> one of the, the places we wanted to start, uh everybody talks about the big three. And, you know, yeah. deservedly so. They're, those are the, the focal points of this. But the other surprise of the season uh not surprising in terms of his play necessarily but the level of his play and how much he has contributed to this team and really the other aspects of his game that i think people have slept on it is the one grayson allen the former duke blue devil uh has just been one of the brightest spots this season for this this phoenix suns team flex
0: yeah i mean listen when we came in you know you had the big three and I'm even speaking about before the DeAndre trade, when we when we initially got the big three, everyone thought it would be a big four with DeAndre. And then when we made that deal, immediately, everybody was like, OK, so it's the big three plus Nerk." I don't know, man. Like Like I think it's the big three plus Grayson. I mean, he's played that that well you know, averaging career highs and everything. So, I mean, this yeah. isn't some flash in the pan. This is a guy that is averaging career high in points, rebounds, assists, and is doing something that, you know, we talk about a lot. We, you know, 50, 40, 90 mm-hmm. is something that when we were younger, that was like the pinnacle, right? If you could do 50, 40, 90, you was that guy. And he's that guy right now. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say he's the only person in the NBA doing 50, 40, 90 right now. So, uh Grayson's been terrific doing. I know you love him. Loki, oh, yeah. you love Grayson.
1: Yeah, bro. you know, I was all in on Grayson from the di- from the start. Oh, yeah, obviously. You yeah. know, and I think first of all, I could look past, you know, some of the, you know, listen, he had some 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 antics that happened earlier in his career, uh, to where people did not view him favorably. Uh, you know, you even go back to last season and him injuring Alex Caruso on that breakaway. Oh, and, yeah. you know, and people viewed him as a dirty player. But, you know, it's a funny thing about dirty players as long as it's on the court. Um, you know, you can you can kind of overlook a lot of things when they're on your team, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and for this team that that lacks a lot of uh, quote unquote dogs in terms of people that get grimy and, and things of that nature. I thought Grayson was going to provide a little bit of that chippiness, and to my surprise, he hasn't really been that dude. He has not yeah. really, you know, he hasn't kicked the legs out when he gets, <laughs> you know, when he gets tripped up or he falls on the ground to try and trip another player. He hasn't done anything dirty really all season. He's just he's been a solid overall player this is how good Grayson Allen has been okay and I I said we weren't going to get into the analytics stuff right but let's do it dog but 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 here is one one little thing that I I thought was fantastic points per possession okay Uh, Grayson Allen is at the top of the league in terms of points (laughs) per possession like he is phenomenal in that stack order how phenomenal there's only one other player whose usage rate is over 14 percent that is equal to or just slightly above Grayson Allen, and that's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Damn. That's the only player in the league that is like that. Uh, Grayson Damn. Allen is at a 139.4 in terms of uh, points uh, per 100 attempts, and that's wow. just phenomenal. It, it, that, that shows you how efficient Grayson Allen has been. He's picked his spots wisely, and I would argue that he should shoot much more. Hell
0: yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, we talk, Hey man, this the old heads, right? We, we, this, the old heads chopping it up. We've been talk, talking about this at nauseam. It feels like, Hey, let me tell you something. Saul. this is how I look at Grayson Allen. If Grayson Allen was putting up these numbers and he was an up and coming draft pick or, or a younger guy, let's say 23, 24. I mean, there'd be people talking about Grayson is, is going to be a max player one day. Yeah, Like I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's that real crazy thing is he's book's age. Like, like he's not some old dude that's 35, <laughs> 36 and doing this shit because he's playing with the big three and he's having one of them years. Like he's from Devin Booker's high school class. They played each other in high school. They went to camps. They were on a circus together. He obviously went to Duke a little longer and book was a one and done in Kentucky, but you know, we still got a lot of Devin Booker basketball and shit. We have a lot of Grayson Allen basketball left. And and like you were saying, I mean, you don't want to get too much into the analytics, but if it walked like a duck and it quacked like a duck, so all <laughs> shit. You know, it ain't a dinosaur. It's, it's a duck. Like the numbers, the numbers don't lie. This guy is actually, he, he's just not a role player no more. Like I can't, I don't look at Grayson as a guy that's just fitting in. I look at Grayson as a guy that's actually getting us over the top. He's like the secret weapon and he's the guy that when you look at it, so that's the guy that I think foundationally, if this keeps up, foundationally, you got to do some work in all season. You got to make sure you keep Grayson Allen around because he got a lot of good basketball left. And I've seen this story before. Like we've seen this story Of players that just need that perfect situation and then they and then we forget everything before that um there's a handful of guys in the league guys we grew up watching I remember I'm not going to say that Grayson's this guy but I am going to say that I I see a similar pattern in the way things have transpired in his career I remember a time when Chauncey Billups was bouncing around the league like he couldn't find a home Like he was drafted by the Celtics. He was here, he was there. And it was like, is he ever going to live up to that high, you know, that high draft pick? And then he just mysteriously ended up in Detroit and good things started to happen. And people don't remember how much he struggled before Detroit. Before Detroit, there was like a little bit of an up and down. Now they're different players. And I'm not saying this guy is Chauncey Billups, but I'm saying that he's in a very good spot, Saul. And if he can continue this, we got something in Grayson, dog. I love that dude.
1: Absolutely. I mean, he's he's averaging close to fourteen points a game, yeah. uh, Four four rebounds, three assists, uh, on fifty-one percent shooting from the field. Obviously, the thing I've I've loved about Grayson is it's not only that he's a shooter; it's also he can handle the ball, he can be a distributor, and you know that you can flow the offense through him without hesitation and you know you know he's going to make the smart play. That's the thing that, that separates him from some of the other role players for the Suns right now where they don't really understand their role or they're too hesitant in certain spots to really perform at a high level. You look at like a Josh Akogi right now where there's times where you will throw the ball wide open to him in the corner and at this point he's just not confident enough to take that shot sometimes and it puts your team at a deficit where Grayson Allen – he could score two points in one game. He could drop 35 in another game. You right. don't know because he—he he's the very definition of letting the game come to him. He yeah. does not force anything. He knows when to pick and choose his spots. And when the Suns are struggling, he tends to get a little bit more aggressive, especially at the rim and trying to distribute and create some action for his team, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Grayson Allen, I would never thought – listen, I think there's a testament to as much as I hate Duke – <laughs> um, I think I think there's there's something to be said about uh, a guy like Grayson Allen who who stayed in college for a couple years, yeah. Um, developed those solid fundamentals, which I feel like are lacking in the NBA overall because players yeah. are are younger. They're trying to get more athletic, and they're trying to they're kind of trying to s- cheat the system a little bit in yeah. terms of trying to get to the league. And the solid core fundamentals I feel like are kind of slipping off, and you yeah. can tell from player to player in terms of their Uh, their overall approach to the game in terms of how fundamentally solid they are with their game, whether it be their handled, their rebounding, even something as simple as just a triple threat position. Grayson, Grayson has, has, is a, is a master of a lot of those things. And it makes him – it takes his, uh, his play to another level because he doesn't have to worry about some of the nuance of the game. It just comes naturally
0: to him. Yes. Yes. You know, I love that we're talking about this, dude, because we're eye test guys. Like, we, this is this is part of what we want to bring to this uh, rendition that we're doing here is it's the eye test. It's forget – you know, we, we're going to talk analytics, but we don't want to get too much into that. What are we seeing on the court with our eyeballs? And when I look at Grayson, if there's two words, so if you ask me to define Grayson Allen in two words, I tell you fundamental and mature. That's that's where yeah. I'm at. I look at his game and I never see a part of his game where I don't feel like he's playing a mature basketball game. Whether, Like you said, whether it's just the basic fundamentals of triple threat, whether it's the basic fundamentals on defense of knowing how to rotate and be in the right spot, And I think he's been terrific at that. There was this narrative that Grayson was this lockdown, scrappy, one-on-one guy. And on this team, it seems like he's more of another piece to the defensive puzzle. And he's okay doing that. And he's like, I'll ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot here, G. I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, what you've seen so far, if I told you we had to take a game-winning shot in a big game, and Kevin and Devin couldn't be the one taking the shot, who's taking it?
1: Well, I mean,
0: Okay, so but but
1: but (laughs) the way I the way I look at it is is very much like you remember those Bulls teams. Yeah. And uh, who were two of the guys that were key in some of those runs in terms of hitting clutch shots? John Paxson. Steve Kerr. and Steve. i'm not saying it because they're white guys or anything like that i'm just saying like let's throw bj armstrong in there just just so that. <laughs> there you go but those guys did not hesitate to take the shot that's right um and they also knew their role at a high level and that's exactly what grayson is he knows his role and if you give him the opportunity to hit a game-winning shot i have zero hesitation I'm throwing the right. ball out to him for a big time shot. I, I am 100% confident in his abilities to be able to right. come
0: through. Well, that's why I asked the question. Because if you eliminate Book and KD, the obvious thing is what Brad Beal. And I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at Grayson Allen and I'm saying, hey, man, I'm not sure if Brad Beal's a better shooter than Grayson Allen. Grayson mm-hmm. Allen might be one of the best. He, I mean, I, again, Book and KD, I'm taking off this chart. But after them, I'm cool with it being Grayson or Brad. And that's a testament to how good Brad is playing. Because when you say that you're willing to defer to, you know, push uh, Brad Beal aside for Grayson Allen to take a game winner. I mean, that means that that guy is doing things that are beyond what we expected.
1: So I do want to clarify something in in my disagreement with that, with that point to a certain degree. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel confident in, in Grayson Allen being able to hit a clutch shot. I don't know if I would opt for him to be able to get you a shot in terms that, of okay. creation, right? Okay. He's 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 solid, but he's not Bradley Beal in terms of being able to separate from the defense, getting okay. his shot and being explosive at the rim, too, right? To picking right. and choosing when yep. to come through. So I would disagree a little bit there. Okay, but so yes, in terms of my confidence on whether or not he could hit
0: a shot, yes, I it's there. okay. So I need to clarify too. When I'm thinking about what I'm saying, I'm thinking about a set play one shot, no shot creation involved. We're just coming out of timeout shot. We got to get somebody in a good spot to take a shot. That's what I'm talking about. In no way, shape or form is, am I going to put the ball in Grayson's hand and say, go one-on-one that ain't his game. But yeah, I'm at, I'm at a point where every time Grayson shoots me, I think it's money. I do. I I just, every time he shoots, I think it's money. And guess what? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not wrong. I mean, he's shooting 50, 40, 90, bro. He ain't missing much. I'm with, I'm with you though. He needs to take more shots. And uh, I, 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 he's a secret weapon. So he's a secret weapon. And and let's remind people, this guy started seventy games on the best team in basketball last year, the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. And so, again, this isn't some guy that's having one of these years. And it's like, oh no, nah, we no this this guy is an NBA starter. And I'm just happy to have him, man. I think he keeps us loose. I will also say this, and you, you, we've talked about this during games. There's a trust level between the big three with Grayson. Yes. And it's very obvious. I mean, it is so damn obvious. It reminds me a little bit of, again, two different players, but I remember when we were starting to make the run with the Chris Paul led Suns, right? That 2021 team coming off the bubble. And I remember there was a maturation period with cam johnson and i talked to people on that team and i was seeing the maturation process from a from a trust level i was seeing that those guys were trusting cam and imploring cam shoot more Mm -hmm. and so i had a conversation behind the scenes with one of my guys and i asked him that straight up i was like hey man how much do you trust cam johnson and he was like with my life (laughs) with my life like cam shoot the hell out the basketball and we trust him and we're looking for him the Suns look for Grayson Allen, man. It's so damn obvious. So, wow, what a what a hell of a turnaround for a guy six months ago that was a throw-in, bro. Yeah, I mean, that, seriously, that's what people thought they were. He was a throw-in,
1: and that that's a, that was a shrewd move by whoever you want to credit. You know, yeah. I, in this. We listen with this regime. You know, there's been confusion as to who's really calling the shots. Has it been? Has it been JJ? Has it been Josh Bartlestein? And uh, you know, from from our perspective, Josh Bartlestein was the one that kind of coordinated the Portland effort, um, yep. in addition to trying to get Grayson Allen. Uh, but you know, James Jones has a say in this as well. We can't just ignore that. Uh, as much as people might not want to give him credit for it, I think it's it's been relatively a team effort, and that's what they said at the press conference uh, in terms of some of these moves. Uh, just to give you an example of, like, the ups and the downs of Grayson Allen in terms of scoring, right? Uh, 31, 32, 29, 20. Those are, like, his peak games this season, right? His yeah. lows have been nine, five, eight in terms of points scored, right? But in those games, in those games, what I love about what Grayson is doing is he, he's still taking heat checks. Yeah, but he's not forcing the issue. So in in a lot of those games, like there was a game where he only shot one for three and he only scored eight points. But he the game just didn't come to him. And and, and in that game, uh, you know, that was one of those games where I felt like, okay, you need to be a more aggressive Grayson. Because yeah. three shots for you is not enough. And coincidentally, that was a game against the Clippers where they lost by 27, plus, 27, 27 points, right? He only had three shots that game. And if you're the Suns and you look at the stat sheet, you got to realize, yeah, he might not be one of the big three, but he definitely is our fourth best player in yeah. terms of production at, you know, scoring wise. And we got to get him more involved. And since then, they have. Uh and 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 after that, actually it was the game after that he only had five points against the Lakers. Then it was 20, 19, 12, 13, 9, 15. So wow. he, he's getting more shots, and they should trust him. They should trust him. They do. And I think they do.
0: Yeah, they do. We we always talk about Grayson shots. Like there's games plenty of times we've been watching games and we're like, that's just not enough shots. And there's also the opposite. There's games where he'll take seven shots and make six of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, why are we not feeding this guy more? But I, I do think that the the constant shuffling of cards has led to inconsistencies in in that in in mm-hmm. in his game um, as far as shot volume, but in this last seven, like the, I went back and looked at uh, the game against Dallas, and I, I'll say again, book was incredible in the third. KD picked his spots, and Brad, you know. Took advantage of all the mismatches when the big two were getting uh, uh you know focused on or trying to take a step back. But Grayson's three in the corner, uh midway through the third, right? Mm-hmm, Th- that mm-hmm. that was the shot that broke it open. Yeah, like it was, I think it was nine. He makes that shot, makes it 12, then Book comes down and hits the three that runs around the rim. But it was, it was, and if you look at that play, uh you could see it developing from the beginning. It was a rebound. Grayson went far corner. You see Book kind of at mid court already realizing, okay, this is going to be a chance for Grayson to get busy. And damn, does he take advantage of those opportunities? That's the difference. Saul, so listen, we, we all heads, we talk a lot about Book. What is the difference between uh, a great player and a good player, in your opinion? Mental. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, mental, you got to, yeah. yeah, you got to believe you're great. Or, or you got to you gotta think that you can be great. Like, I, mm-hmm. I've always said that the difference between a great player and a good player is typically a few things. It's mental and it's consistency. Yes. That's it. That's it. We have players that have potential to be great. Like, a guy like Bobo, got potential off the charts, dude, but he's just yeah. not consistent, and I don't think he believes he can be great. I, I just don't. guy like Grayson Allen, at this point, I look at Grayson Allen – and it's one of those old school barbershop arguments. It's like I bet Grayson's that dude that thinks he's the best shooter on the court every night. Like I believe that. I think Grayson probably like, yo, I don't care if you Devin or Kevin or Brad, I'll, I'll shoot you, my, any fucking day. Yeah. And that's the confidence, and that's the, uh, you know, that's the type of mentality you got to have to be able to do this, bro. This is a heavy task. all so. You're oh, yeah. playing with KD, Book, and Bill. Yeah. But guess what? Let's talk. Can I? Can I? I'm rambling a little bit, but no, I want to get good, your head good. on this. I want to get your head on this. I was thinking the other day, and I'm saying, man, this Suns team right now, currently, seven game win street, the way they're playing, reminds me of the Milwaukee Bucks. Reminds me of the Milwaukee Bucks in the sense that I feel like, you know, KD and Book are playing that Giannis Middleton role, right? And then when they got Drew Holiday, it was like, oh, we got that third guy that could be a safety valve. And that's what Bradley Beal is. You there?
1: Yeah, I'm still here.
0: Oh, my bad. Something went weird.
1: Um, and yeah, that's what Bradley ma- Beal was.
0: Maybe that's what Brad Beal was, right? So Brad Beal is the, is the Drew Hardy, but I'm going to Grayson now. I'm saying, damn, sometimes you don't got to overthink this. Is Is Grayson's ability to come play with these three guys really a surprise after having that audition with those three in Milwaukee? So you're talking about a guy that from jump coming in was like, I've done this before. I had Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday to, to play with. You know what I mean? And so coming in to play with this big three, it just makes a ton of sense. And I also will say this. So great. You said James Jones. Well, I can tell you before Josh came here, emphatically, James was trying to get Grayson last year. Okay? So mm-hmm. so I don't know if I can give all the credit to Josh and stuff. Because okay. I, I can tell you emphatically that while when we were having the, the discussions about Jay Crowder, Grayson Allen was the guy that we covered it was yeah. like if y'all want Jay we'll take Grayson Milwaukee wasn't willing to do that at the time and so I think he's a guy they've been looking at for a while
1: okay well, last point I want to make about Grayson mm-hmm. you, you were talking about a shooting there's there's different levels to shooting uh and, and then actually let me stop let me go back you were talking about you know there's a lot of pressure on other guys to play with the big three yeah, And, you know, it's it's no different than, listen, we've all been, you know, at the park, at the gym, you know, mm-hmm. playing pickup, whatever. And, you know, sometimes when you're waiting to get picked up, like, it, like for instance, like I used to go to Kiwanis all the time out here in Tempe. Okay. Right? And, and, and on Thursday nights, you know, you had to sign up on the list when you walked into the gym to, <laughs> to say you got next, right? Because they did yeah. timed clocks and they tried to keep it moving. Yeah. And sometimes when you sign up, you don't know who's on your team. But there's been times where you know, either I was the best player on the floor or I was the fourth best player on the floor, floor right. right? And there's been times where, and I, I know you can attest to this, where you know you got three dudes that can ball their ass off on your team, right? So yeah. you start to feel like, man, I can't let them down. I yeah. can't be that weak link. I got to make sure I hold mine, right? And, and with that, there's a little bit of pressure, right? You got to yeah. come through. You a lot of pressure. Sure, you got to make sure you come through because you don't want them to think that you're a chump. They, you yeah. don't want them to think that you're you're weak-minded and you can't hold your own. Yeah. And you sure as hell don't want the opposing team to think like, oh, we can leave him open because he ain't shit compared to these <laughs> three, right? Like, right. that's what it is. And I so, love it. With, this with is all head talk right here. Let's with, go. With, with Grayson, it's, it's the same thing. And the fact that he doesn't even blink. He's like, bro, yeah. I know I'm good enough. Like, that's exactly what you want, as opposed to, and I'm not trying to throw any shade his way, but, bro, you know who we're leaving open if Josh Akogi's on the floor. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not even a hesitation. Like, bro, leave him open. He ain't going to hit that. Like, that's what I would do if I was playing against the Suns. And so Grayson being able to step up and play at that high level when you have those four plus Nurk on the floor, there's no coincidence. That's one of the best lineups the Suns could ever put out because you got efficiency out the wazoo yeah. with that
0: team. Yeah. When you in the let's talk about your, when you in the gym in that spot, and you the fourth dude, so right, there's pressure. You know, and, and let's talk about that a little bit. I want to pick your brain here. There's pressure because you you just said it. You don't want to be that chunk. You want to be that guy that believes fits in with them. Mm-hmm. But can you attest to this? Because I've been in that spot. I've been in that spot where I'm on a squad with three dudes that are killers, dog. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm getting all the shots. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all the shots. Yeah, yeah. Because they are, they are sending so many junk defenses to them. And they're like, hey, fee money there. Boom. And if I miss that shot, there's a certain look I get. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You get that. You get that look (laughs) like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, like, yo, dog, we trying to stay on because, you know, when you go to places like that, if you lose, you might as well go home, get in the car, drive home three, four hours, three, four hours. So you trying to get as many dubs as possible. And so there's a hell of a lot of pressure. And I love that you brought that up because that's the element that I want people to feel like that stuff is real. That stuff goes into the gyms, into the AAU circuits. All that stuff. All these guys did that at one time. Everything we're saying, they all did that. But he's doing that at a pro level. And so that's a whole different dynamic, dog. So that, that was cool that you brought that up.
1: It absolutely is. And then then the other part I wanted to get to was Grayson's shooting, right? I think there's there's a little bit of technique that people sometimes overlook. And I remember, I think it was maybe the first or second game of the season, where Grayson, like, what they teach you to do is, is make sure you're locked and loaded and can step into the shot as soon as that ball's on its way, right? Like you're right. already – you're trying to already. fit that ball into the pocket and then you you're, you're off, right? Yep. And what Grayson has done sometimes, it's a little unorthodox, but it's still fundamentally sound, is he will have his arm already, already. ready to go, like yep. right here. And so it's almost like catch, shoot without you know bringing the ball down and getting loaded yep. up, right? So it's kind of like a half load. And yep. the precision on that shot to be able to execute it from that angle – is next level, and Incredible. not a lot of guys in the league can do that. Nope. And so that's what I love about what Grayson is doing is like there's small little nuance to his shooting, whether it be from 35 feet out or, or 15 feet out. Wow. That that he can provide that wow. takes him to another level. And that's what that's why the Suns in the offseason, in my opinion, they're gonna end up paying way more than they should for Grayson Allen because of the tax. But he is worth it, in my yes. opinion.
0: So that's, yo bro, that's magic. What you just said right there, that's magic. I mean, this is something that you ain't gonna get nowhere else. Like that is, I haven't heard no one bring it up and I've seen it, but for you to bring that up, now you're a shooter, right? Correct? You're a yeah. shooter. I love I'm, you. Yeah. I'm a shooter, okay? I'll People ask me, a hey, Flex, who taught you to shoot? Nobody. That's when you born a shooter. I'm mm. telling you right now, no one taught me how to shoot. It was a natural thing. Rolled out of bed and, and could shoot. But I will say this. I've had shooting coaches, some of the best in New York and New Jersey that worked with all Americans. And we would practice that so. Mm-hmm. It was a three quarter where you, you your your target is your face. Yeah. And you're just practicing catching at your face and going right into it yeah. as opposed to catching and trying to cock into your shot. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that was the, the first time I was taught that I was taught to dig your big toe. That's what my shooting coach used to say. And I taught a lot of my kids this, you know, my jump shot started at my big toe. My right big toe would clamp into the ground. That was like my anchor. And that's where my shot actually started, especially when I was given a high target. Cause I didn't have, if you got a high target and you're catching and you're going right up with it, mm-hmm. your base has to be completely locked in. Yeah, you can't yeah. be off balance. You can't have any issues there. That is an incredibly tough shot. And I've yeah, seen Grayson do it yeah. and 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 so it's amazing that you saw that, but uh, you know, you are old head, you you see you see things. So that's pretty damn cool. And his game is old. His game is old, bro. He plays an old game. I see him do things that I saw players do back in my day, subtle little head fakes and and just little things that he'll do driving to the paint, a shoulder twirl, you know, stuff like that that just gets people off off ground. So he's yo, he's an impressive basketball player. And I'm I'm glad we spotlighted him on our first episode.
1: Absolutely. The, the fundamentally sound part that you just mentioned, you know, I think a lot of people that if they haven't played the game, they won't understand it. Yeah. Because you have to have that spacing. You know, when Flex talks about the base, right? Like though your feet shoulder width apart you know shoulder width apart so that way when you catch and you go like you're you're solid right you have that base you're not leaning one way or the other you're not forward or back you know you're just ready to go straight vertical shot here we go uh, you know a slight little forward lean and and you're you're off to the races right and that's Grayson is as fundamental as anybody on the team when it comes to that and again I will give credit Coach K Uh, very old school guy came up through West point uh, uh, played under Bobby Knight. Like there's a lot of different little, uh, little variables uh, to his teaching style. Um, I, when I was coming up through high school, uh, my high school coach was fantastic. I loved him. Sam Ancliffe, shout out to you. But the one guy that I respected the most Uh, besides him was Sammy Dwayne Jr. Or Sammy Dwayne. And for those who don't know, Sammy Dwayne is the winningest basketball coach in the history of Arizona high school basketball. And he used to put on a clinic every single summer with my coach. And it was always about fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. I mean, I swear we spent like 45 minutes every single day on just simple stuff. Flex, I'm about (laughs) to get, like I'm about to be a junior and a senior in high school and we're still like, putting the ball in our right hand and and feeling the grooves and then we're cocking it. We're putting the guide hand, we're bending our knees and we're shooting and fall through to trying to hit the line right in front of you. Right. Right And so, so like those small little things, those small little things that really matter. And Grayson is so good at those small little things. That's what makes him, you know, they talk about how do you become an NBA player and Flex, I know you know dudes that had the physical ability and even the talent to be able to play in the NBA. But what yep. got them every single time? Fundamentals and mental. They couldn't keep their head out of trouble. They couldn't keep their head in the game. They couldn't do the things that coaches were asked ac- or they were uncoachable. And yep. people don't want to deal with that stuff. So they slide them off to the side. And now you're playing, you know, on the streets and you ain't making a buck. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's what it cost you. And yes,
0: you're bad. Exactly. You are bad. I've I've you. seen
1: dudes that are that have been good enough to play in the league, yes. but they just didn't have it up here, and they didn't have it in the fundamentals. They could they could score a one on one against the best for sure, yes. but in yes. terms of the team concept, switching up defenses, reading things, you got to have it upstairs. And a lot of those dudes did not, and that's the difference between the professional athlete yes. and the non professional athlete. Grayson Allen is an
0: exe- excellent example of that. Yeah. No, Saul, you nailed it, man. I wish we could talk about this for days, dude, because you're <laughs> on fire right now. There's a guy that comes to mind, Wally Dixon. Okay. I rocked with Wally. Wally is my guy from New Jersey. For, for those that know the and one mixtape, the guy they call Main Event, that's Wally Dixon. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And Wally, I mean, dog, there wasn't too many people on planet Earth that I played with in my life that had more talent than Wally Dixon but he didn't have the consistency and he didn't have the mentors. And so he was an and one mixtape guy instead of an NBA guy. He was winning and one mixtape dunk championships instead of winning NBA dunk championships. Yeah. And it was all about that, man. And so Grayson comes from the fundamentals. Shout out to Bobby Hurley Sr. Because you mentioned your coach. So I got to go back to St. one of my guys. St. Anthony's, New Let's Jersey, go. baby. We had, a, we had a dynasty out there. And I used to do the same thing, go to camps. My son used to go to his camps. Bobby Hurley Senior would have us doing some of the strangest stuff. And like you said, we I feel like I'm I'm like the best dude in the gym. I feel like, you know. And I'm like, why are we still shooting from three feet? Like, X put tape on the ground, three feet. You can't get past three feet until you start to see the follow-through completely go. You know, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. little things that you think is is, and it's like, no, for a week. We couldn't get past eight feet from the basket week one and flex and
1: like, flex, flex right now. Let me just yeah. ask you now right. when you when you show up to the to the gym or the or the court, yeah. wherever it is, what's the first thing you do when you get to the court?
0: Right to that spot. <laughs> right. To, right to that spot. Hell I'm telling yeah. you, right yes. to that spot. People see me warming up and I'm three feet from the basket. Just just getting my mm-hmm. lock in, just getting my yep. lock in. And one, once it locks in, dog, I'm I, anywhere in the gym at that point. And yeah. so you know what it's like, dog. You've been through the, you've been through the grind, and you've been around great coaches, and you you play ball. So this is what we want to do with old heads, though. We want to give people some insight into that stuff because exactly. it goes well beyond what you see, you know, on TV every night.
1: Exactly. Hey, man, that, this was fun. First episode. Yeah, Appreciate you all for listening. Uh, first episode, of the old heads on their PHNX Suns. Uh, next week it'll be uh, Gerald and Stephen uh who's Ooh. now joining the squad. Uh, to be able to break down uh, another aspect of the game uh, in their way, in their style. And if you haven't followed <laughs> Steven Pridgen on, on social, you definitely should. My man's got a, a phenomenal basketball IQ, and he breaks down the game in a variety of different ways, understands the the offenses that the Suns runs, what they're trying to do, uh, the different concepts that they run. So, and so yeah. does Gerald, and, and those two to, to combined. I can't wait to listen to those two for sure. So uh, for Flex, I'm Saul. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace out.